Hello and welcome back to another episode of Under the Lights. The Euros are just around the corner, beginning this Friday, in fact. And of course, England's begin their championship against Croatia. The squad has now been finalised. I'm still pissed off that James Will Prowse is not in it. Hmm. Ben White makes the grade. And we're joined again by Ashley Duhigg. Welcome back, Ashley. Hi there. Nice to be back. We've got, obviously, ever-present Callum Wilson and not the Newcastle striker. And we are joined once again, a guest on a previous episode by Andy Goldman, who myself and uh, him have been playing co-op seasons on FIFA. And sometimes it goes well and sometimes, most most often, it goes pretty shit. Yeah. yeah. It's it, mixed fortunes, to say the least, Tom, but we, we have a good time. We have a good time. We do. We do. Andy is an Arsenal fan. And, of course, he's happy that his player of the season, Bukayo Saka, will be, yep, little fist bump there. So <laughs> we're going to be predicting who starts for England against Croatia. It's arguably the hardest game that they have in their group, um, in the group stage. Obviously, Scotland will be a tough test. I mean, they, they probably will be, will be out with three defeats, probably. That's the way England goes, especially when they've got such a good chance with such a good team. Callum, where do we want to start? Um, let's start with the goalkeeper. I mean, as good a place as any. <laughs> <laughs> you can either start with the keeper or you can start with Harry Kane because it's uh, yeah, those are nailed on, aren't they? What are we saying for formations then? Because for Croatia, what, what we'll do is we'll, we'll kind of set ourselves up with if we can try and agree, which I'm sure we won't, on a, on an 11 for the game against Croatia because that's the first one. That's the, on paper, the hardest game in the group. That's one we've been waiting for for near on two years since it was announced. Um, where, I've been kind of to and fro in with the formation because uh, how much does the lack of Harry Maguire have an impact on what you do in terms of your shape, Andy? Well, I, I, my general team is a four-three-three. Um, with of course, it's yeah, it's, it's a bit of a tight four-three-three because uh, certain players are different positions in the park. But Maguire is a difficult one because. On paper, he is your starter. He's your nailed-on centre-back along with John Stones. For me, anyway, I don't know how you lads feel. And I am hoping that he'll be fit for it. But my only issue is with that. We look at Trent. You know, he was a bit of a doubt before going into uh, the friendlies. And he picks up an injury and that's him out for the entire competition. I look at Maguire and think, if he gets rushed back, is that what's going to happen to him? And if it does, then we're in um, we're in a spot of bother. Is uh, probably the best way to say it. But, you know, we have... Look, I mean, all the bones are made about the sheer number of um, centre-backs that were, um, or sorry, right-backs that were part of the uh, setup that um, Gareth gave us. And, um, but I do look at centre-backs as well and think, you know what, we're pretty strong. We've got some good good names there. Um, but I, I would suggest that uh, Tyrone Mings is my possible replacement for uh, uh, for Maguire, purely because I think John Stones is very good in a very central role. He doesn't like to move around too much. He's great in the air, but Mings has that power and pace as well that I think a lot of our centre-backs don't have. Uh, that would give him the rub for me in terms of replacing Maguire. But if Harry's fit, then I'd start him. Ash? I, I mean, similarly, Maguire is... I think it. what formation depends if he's fit or not. If he doesn't, if he's not fit, I think it'll be about five with Cody going in in the middle. Um, if it's a... If he plays, it'd be, a, I think, probably be a back four with him and Stones. Um, because I don't, I, I personally don't think that centre halves we've finally to disagree straight away that we're it's we're that's our strongest. I think that's probably our weakest 
part in, in the squads. I, I think Mings has got a mistake in him. Um, we're not the quickest. Stones has improved a lot this season, no doubt. But he's got a mistake in him. Um, so I think even Maguire, to, to an extent, I think they would complement each other, Maguire and Stones. But if Maguire's not there, I think he'll play a back three. I think he'll go quite conservative. And so at least then you've got Cody, who played in a back three all season for Wolves. Can't play in a back four. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my, where, I, where I'm at with it. It's a tricky one because, uh, I mean, I haven't done a huge amount of research on the other teams that we've got. Obviously, Croatia, uh, 2018 uh, World Cup finalist, knocked us out in the semis. Callum, I noticed on Twitter this week, I think you mentioned some of their players were from, from that squad have either retired or they're just not picked anymore. Are Croatia not the force that they once were? Or would it be silly to go and underestimate them from that? I think it's a bit silly. I mean, they're World Cup finalists three years ago. So, you know, how bad can they be? Um, still got Modric in the middle. The, the the tweet I think you referred to was um, about Rakitic because I, I was blissfully unaware that he uh, retired early in the season. So I think he would have played in, in Euro 2020. I don't know what happened, but he's retired um, prior to, to obviously the the delayed Euro 2020. So he's not involved. Um, and obviously their, their main strength was in the midfield and that's where they beat us. We, we kind of sat back with five at the back, let them dictate um, Modric, Rakitic. Um, is it, what's, his, what's the holding midfield's name? Brozovic or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's, um, yeah, so, the, so those, those three were their main strength. Now he's not there now. Um, I, I've done a bit of research on that. I mean, they, they still play a 4-3-3. And they still play with um, the wingers quite high. You know, Perisic is still there, for instance. Rebic can play from one side. They obviously don't have Mandzukic anymore. So they have lost some quite stellar European names. Um, it just really interests me how we would go up against them. Because until the friendlies, I thought to myself, everyone's talking about a three at the back. They play 4-3-3. Do we really need three centre-backs to deal with Kramerich up front, for instance, you know, do and, and if it's and if you've got the, the the wingers playing high up, then play with play with a flat back four because it enables you then to have an extra dynamic player going forward. Um, as as the guys have mentioned, the difficulty with that is there's no standout name to replace Maguire. I agree with Andy; it's quite obviously Maguire and Stones in the middle to start with. You know, we've mentioned a few times on this, I'm not the biggest fan of Tyrone Mings, but apart apart from his assault on that massive striker for Austria, I actually thought he had, he had a steady game. I thought everything that came in the box, he won. He was covering things. He covers really well. He's got that pace. He reads it. And he covers the other defenders really well. But he's, he's dodgy. And as much as I thought he was... Sure enough, he was solid, I'd say, against Austria. And that made me think, you know what? He is the obvious replacement for Maguire. He's the best one in the air. He's a big lad. He can play on the left, left-footed. Maybe we could slot him in with stones and have two kind of, of our better defensive fullbacks. 
maybe have two sitting in front so we're solid and then you can let the then you've got four uh which will go on to to go and do whatever they want but then he played against Romania and I thought this guy's not an international footballer um so uh, I'm I'm kind of back to square one a, a little bit because do you I mean it's it's a reference to to Saints but when when Arsenal first took over and we played three at the back even though he wanted to play as four at the back and his coveted four two 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 we played three at the back for ages because our centre backs weren't good enough so he thought well let's let's put an extra one of those shit centre backs in to try and go for strength in numbers and it didn't work and I just wonder the same with a three at the back. It's interesting if if we did go three at the back and Ash mentions Cody in the middle, who else plays then? Because I, I think if he's going to play three at the back, he would favour Stones in the middle and playing Walker on the right. But then if Cody comes in, he's obviously a specialist, like you say, Ash, and he would play in the middle. Mm. But then I wouldn't fancy having Stones or Walker on that left of the three. So the more it goes on, the harder it is to replace Harry Maguire. But Personally, I mean, it's, it's a bit out there because he's only just, he's this 26th man in the squad. But if anyone was going to play in a, in a centre-back pairing of Stones, I would have Ben White over Mings and over Cody in a four. Although I'm not sure if Southgate's going to swallow that pill so early and say the guy who was 27th on my list is going to start in my 11. Um, but it's, it's, it's a difficult one. Um, I just, I, I just love the idea of having four at the back, so we get to have an extra man attacking. Because we'll, we'll get onto that, and that'll be the fun part of the conversation. But we've got so many to fit in at that end of the pitch. And against a four-three-three, I'd still back us to have a decent enough centre back to go alongside Stones and two quality full backs to kind of deal with that and let us take the game to them. Um, so, so. Who we say well, from that we've detailed that Stones is going to play centre back, but we don't know how many or who are going to play next to him. What what would you what would you do personally if we had a vote now on that Croatia game? Are we playing three at the back because we don't have Maguire, or are we kind of risking it in order to get an extra attacker up there? I'd go for four at the back. Who else? Let's go with four then. I would. I personally would go for a four. But I don't know. Everything that tells me about Southgate, he he's conservative. Actually, it's hard to predict as well, though, isn't it? Because it's hard to predict because he's played. He hasn't played three in the back for quite a few games now. Mm. Um, he, he, he even when we think he's making the subs and he's bringing on the players to go three at the back, he doesn't. So it would almost be a bit of a surprise if he'd gone from playing. Four three three, so many times in both warm up games to then be like, but then did did he did he ask did he call up Ben White on the back of a really dodgy performance from Torren Mings because he thought shit we need someone to play centre back against Croatia, I don't know because I, I thought Ward Prowse would get it you know he was he was taking set pieces why would he a really interesting point I heard today why would he be on set pieces even if he is the best why would he be on set pieces when you're warming up. For, for a tournament. Surely the guys who are going to be there should be practising set pieces. He was second on the list to take penalties, Southgate said. I don't know if you heard after the game, because of the whole Henderson thing, he said Rashford, who took the first penalty, was obviously on penalty duties. Ward Prowse was second on the list. Why, if you're not going to 
involve him. So uh, we'll probably never know, but I'm, I wonder if he had one name in mind before the Romania game and then had a different one afterwards. That is an interesting point because I thought Mings had a bit of a shocker against Romania and we all thought that War Prowse was pretty much nailed on the world of Twitter and social media all thought that War Prowse was going and then Ben White just comes out of nowhere. So uh, to be fair, I thought White was good, but I agree with you, Callum. I think that he was trying to save face a little bit and thought, hang on, we've got centre-back who's not fit. Mings has pulled an absolute shocker. We're gonna have to, I'm going to have to bring in another centre-back. But okay, if we've decided on four at the back, we can get to the defenders. We still haven't picked who the bloody goalkeeper is. <laughs> I think it's Pickford, isn't it? Are we going that? Are we going for Pickford purely off the uh, sort of the twenty eighteen World Cup vibes? Or I know Ash. I know Ash hates everyone to do with Everton, and, and Pickford is <laughs> is at the front when he's going after it with his with his uh, Lynch mob. But <laughs> he he's going to play, isn't he? Yeah. You know, whether whether we whether you want him to or not. I mean, Johnston played really well against Romania, but he's not going to play, is he? No. No. Um, and then Henderson's the other one, but again, you know, the Pickford is nailed on. Would 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 he be your first choice? Uh, I know Ashes isn't. Who would you go with Ash then, if you had to choose? I I had I do like Henderson, you can um, go with him. but I get it. I think it's. I agree. I think like. It's obviously going to be Pickford. Um, How good I, was he with his feet against Austria? As I well? mean, that, that was one thing that he's always had. Like, it, and this is the argument. This is his main thing. Obviously, he's not there, but Pope. Pope is a better goalkeeper, but not as good as a foot as a footballer. And what what's the balance? Do you want a better goalkeeper over a footballer, or do you want a footballer that can start attack? You look at Edison, who's got it all, but we talk about his in for Man City. Is passing, and I, I think I don't think Pickford is far away in terms of with his feet. My issue with Pickford is I think he's got a mistake in him. Yeah, and I don't yeah. want, I don't, and I don't want that knocking us out in the quarters. Yeah, yeah, uh, we've we're kind of like typical England fan in in what we've experienced before, knowing that you know even even our best goalkeeper for the last thirty years fucked up in the quarterfinal of, of the mm. World Cup and got got lobbed from across and you know and then we have people like David James and Rob Green and all the rest of them you kind of and and he is he's pretty erratic like, like you said Jordan Pickford um but as as erratic as he's kind of been at times for Everton I do think he's gotten better as the season's gone on and w- the reason he's nailed on for me is because he um not only is good with his feet but because when he's played for England and when it's mattered he's been outstanding um, and 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 in the 2018 World Cup mainly, so I think it's his to lose. Um, I think mm. Southgate's going to choose him, and and I would based on that. You know, I thought he was good against Austria as well, made a good save. I thought he was less erratic. W- would you would you pick him, Andy Tom? Like it, rather than predicting Southgate, you know, would you go f- pick for that those three, or have you got another preference? I personally go John Pickford based on the experience he has. Twenty eighteen World Cup, yeah, he did have a decent tournament. And but there, this is one position where there are really pros and cons for 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 both or for all three really. And you could say that about a lot of positions, but I think certain positions like the two centre backs we pretty much nailed on if they're both fit. Uh, our centre forward, we know that's going to be Kane. There's no doubt about that. Spoiler alert for later on. Spoiler, yeah. <laughs> this one, it's, it is tricky <laughs> because there are really pros and cons. Like on one hand, you've got Johnston who made the most saves in the Prem. <clears throat> 
this season. But then you look at why did he make those many saves? Well, that's because West Brom's defence were awful. So he, he was that was out of pure necessity. He had to make more saves than most. Um, Henderson hasn't played nearly as much really as both other goalkeepers. He's played a bit in different competitions, but he's still really the number two at Man United. Therefore, I worry about his big match experience. That could all get to him, whereas Pickford has the edge. And look at this England team, especially in the middle of the park. These are guys that have not played on a big, big stage internationally like the European Championship. I mean, sure, they've played some qualifiers and some friendlies, but for the most part, a lot of these guys haven't played on a big international stage. Pickford has, and he had a decent uh, tournament when he uh, played in 2018. So I think for purely for the sake of experience and um, a safe pair of hands, I'd just go for Pickford. Yeah, it's a really good point, yeah. the experience side of it as well. Yeah, especially, I mean, I know I know, we all think it's a waste of time. Well, I, I certainly do, but I don't want to speak for other people, but the Nations League is a bit of a waste of time. Mm. But even Pickford did well in those games, especially in the little competition that they had in the end. Um, he seemed a good penalty saver. Now, I know we don't really need one of those essentially in the group stages. We're not expecting a shootout. I also think Pickford could probably take a mean penalty himself. Hopefully we don't need to put that into practice, but after the Europa League final, um, with it going on for ages and ages, uh, you might you might just be worried. Although he's the kind of player I think would hit it off the inside of the bar, but that's just my prediction there. So I think we're all pretty... We'll go Pickford. Just a touch on that though. Tom, you mentioned about um, penalty records. I know he, I know he saved one against Colombia, and it was massive. But if you, if you want a goalkeeper for penalties, Henderson is your man. I mean, they mentioned De Gea. They were saying they should have taken De Gea off. It's all well and good after he concedes eleven out of eleven penalties and then misses the decisive one. <laughs> oh, we should have changed the goalkeepers before the shootout. But as, as, as a stat, like. It's a ridiculous amount. Like he's he's saved like three out of forty or something like that. Whereas Henderson's got like a 50 percent save record. Like half the penalties he faces, he saves. So it would be interesting if it did come to a penalty shootout and we still had a sub left. Are we be interesting if Southgate would sub Pickford <laughs> after what he did against <laughs> Colombia? We need some balls then, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, after. Uh, leaving Ward Prowse out. Um, I'm not surprised by anything Southgate does at the moment. I don't think he was ever going to come on in goal for a penalty shootout, if I'm honest with you. Well, yeah, well I, I mean, you know, Ward Prowse, he can play, he can play anywhere. Um, we're, whilst we're on our little um, sort of formation picker, let's, should we just put John Stones in? We're pretty agreed. That he's John's, nailed on. He's nailed on. And we could probably put in um, Ollie Watkins up front. I don't, th- you know, not in the squad. But... <laughs> yeah. who gives a shit this is our squad this is our squad yeah there we go oh sorry <laughs> wrong now that um now that andy's spoiled it um yeah sorry about that chat. yeah who would have thought kane up front Matt. i know Rod- it's a Rod- wild card Rodney, Rodney but, yeah. up front <laughs> right let's let's um let's go with the fullbacks then I, I i feel like we can any any position where we're kind of unsure about i.e center back let's kind of leave it blank and come back to it because sometimes you're looking at things like partnerships and you know if you've got someone who's slow you need someone fast next to him or you know club partnerships <clears throat> i'm really interested i think most people will be interested with the right back choice but i'm quite interested in what everyone's thoughts are on the left back choice because we've got two really really good left backs in my opinion like i'd be happy for either of them to start and i keep going back and forth to be honest what 
as a as a neutral, um, Andy, we'll come to Ash in a minute. Uh, you know, he might, he might be anti chihuahua I don't know. But if you were going to name one to play against Croatia in a back four, does that change your thinking? You going with Shaw? You going with uh, Chihuahua? You're going to chuck in? Don't don't chuck in. Bakaya Saka, I just really. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. no I'll tell you what, if, when we're talking about the back three, obviously the back three need wing back, uh, uh, full, uh, you know, wing back. So I was thinking, you know what, well, Saka could do a job. I wasn't going to say it because I thought I might get, might get <laughs> shat on. But um, I would purely put the season he's had, and he has had a, a really, really good season. I would go Luke Shaw. Um, I, but I do like Ben Chilwell. I do. But I feel like every now and again he's been in and out of that Chelsea team. And obviously it's really hard with the Chelsea. And I know we'll come to right backs later, and uh, James, especially has a real, real shout because of the end of the season they had. Obviously, I know they lost the FA Cup final. I know they lost to Villa. That was a bit of a shocker. But that Champions League win, they were fantastic in that. You can't deny that. I know City didn't turn up, but they did a job. And, um, you know, they, they really made a good name for themselves. But I will go for Luke Shaw because all season long, he has been one of the standout performers for Manchester United. And a couple of seasons ago, if you'd have told me that, I'd have been like, on your bike, you know, because he, he was really frozen out that team for a long time. Sometimes for no fault of his own, you know, with injury problems. And I know Jose didn't like him at all. But I um I see him working in the back four, Luke Shaw. I really do. Um, and I place him right next to Maguire because there's a bit of synergy there. They've worked together this season, they're teammates. So um, I'd have Maguire next to Shaw in a um, in a back four. I would. I think I think it's the season he's had, he 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 can really do a job there. And if you have players in front of him that can do a, a job attacking wise, I can't see how you could really say no to him. I really don't. Was was a little bit his own fault though, wasn't it? When he eating too many burgers on his summer. He got off. a bit porky, <laughs> but I think he needed he needed that manager that was behind him. And Ole is a good man manager. Hey, um, hey he's a big boned lad, right? He's a big yeah, boned lad. Bones. Leave him alone. Um, <laughs> if if it's not Maguire, say say Maguire's out of it because I I feel like he is. I've heard Maguire is going to be out for the entirety of the group stage. Yeah, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah, they're keeping an eye on it. Does does that? Would you still play Shaw? If he was against, if he was up next to a Mings or a Cody or a White, yeah. would that, yeah. yeah, still go with Shaw? I would personally. Yeah, well I just Tom, think yeah. he's had a better season. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, nothing against Chilwell. I just think Shaw is in a is a, a better player in better form at the moment. I'm sorry, Ash. I'm sorry. Who's 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 better defensively, Ash? Well, see, I mean, I, obviously, I I love Chilwell. Choose your words carefully here. He's <laughs> he's been. I think he's been a real good sign of Chelsea this year. And I think he, and I would play him in a back five. I would actually have Shaw in a back four. Okay. Um, but I don't think there's much between them. I wouldn't, I, the one position where choices, I mean, we said it in the last one, last, your left backs are sorted. We've got two, very good left backs that are clear and above any other out and out left back in the country. They can both, they, I don't think either of them would, you would be like, it was their fault. I don't think either of them. Uh, so I, I have no real preference. Obviously I've got my Chelsea out on and I'd say maybe Chilwell from a heart perspective, but in a back four, I think. I mean, we we played, I and mean, he was very good in a back three, Chilwell. But Shaw played, I believe, in a back four for. Yeah, United. good point. That's a good um, point. So, 
and especially if Maguire is there um, for the later stages. I mean, I, I don't think this, this. We've had a pretty terrible, terrible tournament if we don't make it through the group stage. So, like, I'm thinking that even if Maguire is out for a bit longer, but does come back, yeah, I'd I'd have sure. Left back. Yeah, look, I think I think the back four over a back three thing kind of, in terms of familiarity, it, it kind of gives it to Shaw. But I, I think both of our left backs are better going forward than they are defensively. I think they're both quality going forward. Um, whether it's a back five or a back four, I think both of them can play wing back and both of them can play left back. I, I always thought that Shaw was the better defender just from what I'd seen of him and obviously early at Saints, he was good one-on-one, but under Tuchel and, and in that Champions League final, especially thought Chilwell was phenomenal defensively. Um, and, and it's almost like that whole Chelsea team have learned the art of defending yeah. again. So it, you know, from that perspective against Croatia, you know, do you, do you play Chilwell because he, you know, he knows how to defend. <laughs> <laughs> Ward Prowse at right back. Um, for anyone who's just listening, Tom's Tom's gone for Ward Prowse early doors at right back. Someone's going to have to tell him. <laughs> um, so so yeah, we can go with Shaw in a back four, and I think if Maguire is playing, that kind of nails it down for me, like you said, Ash. But I, I would I would be happy if Chiwa was playing there. I, I think against Croatia, if we got a back four, both of those are going to kind of have to they're going to have to have the shackles on a little bit because. If they go venturing too far forward, depends really on, on how many we have in holding in the middle. But I feel like you need that extra little bit of cover, especially if it's going to be one of our backup centre-backs, because that's the side he's going to play on. You know, Maguire plays left centre-back. So there was actually another thing that I've literally just thought of myself. You said earlier about, I don't want to bring him up again, but Ward-Prowse. And you said, why is he on the set pieces? Well, I think maybe a reason for that is the Chelsea and City players aren't playing, weren't playing. And Chilwell has a very good dead ball with his left in yeah. certain positions. And I can't say I've seen Shaw. I don't know if he takes free kicks for United. Um, but that he, does take, could, he does take corners. That could um, be another, for just like... Another potential why because he, he he takes it a lot in uh, kind of deeper situations when he whips it in with the left foot. Um, yeah, they've both got a good delivery. I remember, I can't remember what game it was, but I remember when uh, England were one of those games at Wembley where we were like five nil up at half time, and Chilwell had got like three or four assists in a row when we were three or four nil up, whipping them in from that side. Um, <clears throat> What Ash is talking about because we had we were chatting a little bit in in the um in the Zoom call before we started recording, talking about that twenty sixth man and uh, Ben White getting it over Ward Prowse and we're kind of just asking why why is he on all the set pieces if you have no intention of taking him, um, which was what Ash Ash was mentioning there because we're kind of. We had the theory that maybe he was on the pla- on the on the coach on the bus to Wembley for the for the game against Croatia until Mings had such a shit game, um, and then and then 
Ben White kind of got brought in. But who, who knows? We, we, it just seemed odd that you wouldn't have someone in the squad taking those set pieces, practicing. Because what we don't have is Ward Prowse free kick for the Euros. So what's the point in them taking them up at Middlesbrough for someone to get on the end off and score when we're not going to have that set piece anyway? But by the by, uh, we're going with Luke Shaw at back in a back four. Right back, on with Carl Walker. Carl Walker. Reason being, experience, including that, um, including the last World Cup, playing next to Stones, that synergy, that chemistry. Um, they're like best mates as well. They know each other inside out. And uh, in terms of defensively, and I'm sure Ash will probably argue this uh, with Rhys James, but I, I think all round is one of the, the best right backs we've got. You know, Trippier is uh, somewhat seeing playing more of a wing back role, obviously on the squad now, but he was he's obviously better going forward. I think Carl Walker with his pace um, and his strength, I think one on one, you know, is that going to get past Walker? So for that reason, against Croatia, up against Perisic, if I want anyone up against him and we've not got one Saka to choose from, uh, I think Kyle Walker for me. To be honest, I don't think we've got enough right backs to choose from at the moment. It <laughs> seems to be uh, just a just a pick of one man. Uh, Andy, what what are you going for? I I, I agree. I th- I, Kyle Walker is uh, on my on, on my team. Who would you who would you go for? Full house again, absolutely. Kyle Walker for me, uh, for all the reasons that uh, um, Callum outlined. Purely because, again, I mentioned the Maguire Shaw connection on the left, and like uh, Callum rightly said, you've got the uh, Manchester United connection and the Man City connection working it together. So you've got Stones Walker and then maybe Maguire Shaw. I know Maguire might not be there for the group stages, but I do like that idea of having both Manchesters as a back four because hey, we're talking about first and second in the Prem. Both finalists in European competitions. I know they lost finals, which is a bit awkward, but hey, they still got there. So um, yeah, I'd be inclined to say Carl Walker. He's got a, <laughs> a load of experience as well. Uh, yeah, I think he's like second on the most bad appearances for this England squad for England. So um, I think you know, I, th- I think he just works for pure, pure pace. I mean, he's he's easily the paciest. And I think if you go for a back three, for example. I don't rate Carl Walker as a centre-back. I've seen him play it a few times. Even for England, he's played it before. And I just don't rate him. He, he likes to move forward with the ball. He doesn't, I don't think he likes sitting in at all. And I think if he were to play back three and shove him in there next to the likes of Stones, he'll be like a duck out of water. I, don't, I, don't, I think he needs that space on his own, on the right, to really uh, you know, make his mark. And um, I think he could do that uh, alongside the likes of Stones and, uh, and Maguire. As long as he's not a tit in the first group game like he was in the oh. World Cup and just thought, you know, I'm just going to elbow the Tunisian guy in the face. No one will see it. There's no VAR. No one's going to get that at all. And yeah. then looking perplexed as to, you've given that as a penalty. Why? That was that was pretty much the only bad thing he did in that World Cup. And it came after about like half an hour or so. Um, so, Ash, three for Carl Walker. Are you going to complete the set or are you going to be a bit of a turncoat? I'm going to go for Trent. <laughs> I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for a trip here. <laughs> um, I mean, I I can't be more positive about Reese James. Um, in turn, I think you, you said about pace, power for Carl Walker. I think that James has got that as well. Um, I think he can. He's shown that he can defend well. 
But I really like Walker as well. <laughs> um, and I Which think, we've got so many right backs, isn't it? Mm, and I just think in two years' time, or next, sorry, in the World Cup, if, if we qualify, which we should, um, I'd say James there another year of playing top level football. And I do think James is better than Trent personally. So I think it would be James Dare, but I think right now we said about the experience for Pickford. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against Kyle Walker either. Um, let's go. Think let's if, go with Walker then. Similar, yeah. Similarly, if we went to a back three and or paid five at the back, I would then have Chilwell and James with Walker as one of the centre backs. Walker Peters, obviously. <laughs> um, but I'm having fun with this little game. <laughs> oh, I am. I am. In a back four, yeah. Walker can Walker can go. Yeah. Also, yeah. all these players in our in our back four—they're used to playing in a back four as well. It's not like one of them is always playing in a back yeah. three. They all they all you know are used to that sort of setup. So I think it just works to their strengths, really. So who are we actually going to have completely it's in the back four? Oh, we'll come back. More interesting stuff. I, I just wanted to say is when I'm I'm looking at the teams that I want to play, the the connection with at club level I think is really important because I think that's what we've lacked previously. Because anyone who's played football at any level will know it's a hell of a lot easier playing with someone who knows your game and before you do it playing with a complete stranger or someone you've not played very much with. So whether you've got Shaw and Maguire, potentially Maguire, and Stones and Walker, that really works. And then we'll talk about the players that are playing in front of those fullbacks. But then, like we've mentioned, two Chelsea fullbacks who know how to defend in a unit. Um, I know they're not next to each other, but it gives you a really good balance. So he's got loads of options. And this is only game one. This isn't the 11 that's going to start every single game. And we'll kind of get on to a little bit, you know, briefly, I think, when we talk about the other games, what might change. Um, for me, another one that's absolutely nailed on as we move into midfield is that Declan Rice is going to be holding. I don't know how many will be holding or what we might choose, but without a shadow of doubt, Declan Rice has to play for me. Or Patrice, Are we all uh... nodding in agreement? Yeah, it's got to be Rice for me. I mean, West Ham season has been... Monumental for them. I mean, the, the difference between this season and last season is is just staggering. I think Rice is a huge part of that. My dad's a West Ham fan, and he is terrified. I'm, I've never seen him be so scared of losing a player before, and he's so worried that in the summer, uh, Chelsea. I know Chelsea been linked for him. I'm sure Ashley could um, speak to that. That they've been linked with him constantly, um, and Dad's really nervous because if they lose Declan Rice, they lose such an integral part of that midfield. You know, you've got Sue check alongside him, obviously, but I think Rice can do it on his own. I really do. Um, Calvin Phillips as well, I do have to give a bit of credit to for the Leeds season because that guy is a rock. I mean, he is a centre-back in the CDM role. He can do it all for me. He can attack, he can pick out unbelievable passes and yet he never seems to move. It's the strangest thing. He's, he's like a CDM that never <laughs> moves and yet he's always so involved with attacking play and everyone talks about Patrick Bamford or Stuart Dallas. I think Calvin Phillips has been just as important um, to Leeds this season and that is as a CDM. But... In terms of for England and in terms of this setup, I think Rice 
works because of course there are going to be so many players that we're going to pick I'm sure in a, a couple of minutes that are so fluid attacking wise you don't need someone that's going to do that you just need someone to hold and I think Rice is your man for that job are we going to go for oh, Andy, your, yeah. your dad your dad must have been um spitting feathers 20 years ago if he's nervous about Rice leaving now 20 years ago West Ham you get picked apart left right and center half the England team Sort of 2006 started at West Ham, didn't they? Yeah, not wrong. Not to mention <laughs> 1966, half the squad were, were West Ham as well, you know. So, well, yeah, sure, sure he likes to mention that, like all oh, big hammers do. He does. What, what are we saying against Croatia then? Because in, in the middle, are we are we going to play with two holding because we got four at the back, or are we because then they haven't got legs so much, Croatia, they're just good in possession. So, do you want three players in there that are going to be mobile? And they're gonna get amongst them and put pressure high up the pitch, or do you want to sit in? Because then you're kind of asking for them to come on to you a little bit. You're just prepared for for the counter attack. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure centrally if that's where Croatia's kind of talent lies in terms of counter attacking and getting behind the holding midfielder. So do you play? I know a lot of people want to play four, two, three, one. And obviously that gets your your attacking midfielder up the pitch, which I'm a fan of. But I, I I personally think it's a bit of a it's a bit of a myth that you have to play two holding in order to have a cam. Or a lot of people like have one holding then have one either side because it looks really nice and symmetrical on a bit of paper. I think you have one holding midfielder, one box to box, and then one cam. Like um kind of like Man United started doing when they had Bruno Fernandes, and then they had a, a kind of a box-to-box man and then one holding. I think Royce is your holding. And then you've got a man next to him who's going who's gonna to support him when we need him to, but he's also got a bit of a licence to get where they want to, kind of like Suchek does for West Ham. As long as it's not Henderson. Perfect for no. James Ward-Prowse. Can't be, can't be Henderson for perfect, me. Perfect for uh, James Ward-Prowse, really. Well, okay. But I'm electing Foden for that role, Callum, that exact role, I think. Phil Bonfielder? Yeah. yeah. Not, not, yeah. Not, in a, not in a two... Not Maverick, in a, Andy. Not in, a, not in a CDM two, I'm talking just ahead of, uh, of Declan Rice, cover if he needs him. I think Foden can do that, more so than well, is it, is Mount. He, no, is he... Is he not more the cam? Yeah, but if you, well, let's play depends. higher up the pitch than for City. It depends if we... we're going to have a cam. That's the thing. If you haven't, because I, I, I'm sort of thinking two centre mids ahead of Rice, and then you've got the wingers either side of your main. Okay, I see what you mean. I see what you're uh, but Foden could be the one to hold. He's played wing back well, before. Four one four one with Foden midfielder. We are going all out attack. The Andy <laughs> Goldman way. <laughs> it's golden ball. What, what's, what's everyone else thinking? Is there anyone else we've not mentioned centre midfield? Someone, someone mentioned Henderson. Are we? I think if Henderson's fit, he plays hundred percent. Like he's he's a he's a winner. He's a captain. He's driven that Liverpool side to every title there is. He gets about. He's a winner, but he's he's kind of going along at half pace at the moment. It seems. If he's fit, I think he's one of the first names on the team sheet for Southgate. I'd actually be uh, inclined to throw in Bellingham against Croatia 
I don't know if anyone else feels the same way or whether I know in the last episode I was saying I don't include him because it's too um, <laughs> you know, it's he, he's too young for it. He's not got enough experience. And now I'm saying put him in the starting what 11 of the first game. Makes. I know. I know. Um, for me, my midfield three is Rice Bellingham with Mount just in front. Um, but I, I mean, the guy plays for Dortmund in the, in the Bundesliga and he constructed stuff on the Champions League stage. Now, I know this is a complete 180 from what I was saying last week, but let's get him in. Get him in the squad. Get him in the team. <laughs> what, what, what are you thinking, Ash? Who, who's your midfield three? So I've got two that, and I've got Rice and I've got Mount. Yeah, um, I have as well. There's no way I'm I'm reneging on Mount. He's there for me, hundred percent. No chance. I, I've given you Chilwell and James. Mount's <laughs> in there. <laughs> um, but Rice, he's top class. And then it's between depending if he wants to play two holding, uh, and it's between Bellingham and Phillips. Um, if if he elects for Phillips. I can see because Rice does like he can carry the ball. Yeah, like, I remember. I think one of the games I saw, Andy might be able to, to but against the Ars- Arsenal, um, there was a there was a mat. I think it was the three all, and he picked the ball up at the outside the West West Ham box, and he ran near enough the entirety of the pitch confidently. Um, yeah. He's got so if you if they play two. He's got that role in him to push up and leave, like Andy said, Phillips, yeah. non-mover, but doing everything. Or him, him and Suchek do that, don't they? Yeah, they've got like on a bit on a bit of paper, they've got two holding. But what I've actually got is an understanding that one always holds and the other one can go, and yeah. they take it in turns. And Rice does that. I think ideally for Southgate he'd play that way and Henderson would be the other one because he he obviously gets forward, but he can play holding as well. So they can kind of swap. With Phillips, I don't know if Phillips is going to make much of a difference going forward or if he is just against the ball, holding midfielder, might might spray it about a little bit, might be you know play conservatively as well and just give the ball to his defender defender neat and tidy but is he one of those dynamic players like a Henderson like a, a, a like we said about Suchek obviously he will be coming up against him like uh, like Ward Prowse like the sorts of players we're talking about I don't know if Phillips is so much a box to box like Andy says you know, he never seems to move and and that's the sort of player you want if we are going to play two holding midfielders so suddenly we seem to be exhausted on our options because Bellingham is a box-to-box midfielder. I think he probably is the one that fits that box-to-box role best. But against Austria, there were a couple of occasions where he, he wasn't able to kind of make those recovery runs that he want. And Royce was in the midfield on his own, getting counter-attacked. And you need, you need someone against Croatia, at least three games, you need someone with a bit of discipline. So... If we're going to say Henderson's not fit to play this game, I personally would have Henderson in there next to Rice. If we're not able to play him, I think with a back four and no Maguire, that Phillips will probably play. 
ahead of Bellingham because he's just just with an eye on having because what then what you then have is you've got two centre backs and two holders, which might seem really negative, but it means that your full backs can go. So and 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 I think there's there's a real strength in that. So I would probably go with Phillips for the Croatia game, but maybe not for the other two. Are we agreed at least that I think Mason Mount is going to be one of the midfielders? Yeah. Mason yeah. Mount is is the cam for me. If this formation allows for a cam, it's tricky to with the with the midfield three, it's tricky, especially with one holding mid, it's hard to have a cam. Because uh, you're left and right, you're missing someone essentially. It is a difficult one, which is why I elected for Foden just slightly in front of Rice so that he can do a bit of both. That was my thinking, and then allow Mount to mm. really be the, the instigator. Because attacking wise, this season, Mount is far more attackingly minded than Foden, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys think about that. I'd, I would, I would rather have Mount just in front of Rice than for, I think if Foden goes, he does his best work around the box. Um, he plays as a winger a lot so to go from there to playing as kind of an eight for me personally I think Mount is is better at that could play a centre mid but I wouldn't I wouldn't want either of them there because then you take away from what they're good at and that's that's being creative up the pitch Mm. so I I think Mount will be off of Kane I think Rice will be holding and then for this game I think we're probably going to play two holding midfielders but for other games I, I would probably suggest that we do go a little bit more attacking. What do you reckon, Ash? Uh, I mean, I, I probably agree with you. I think, I mean, I've said how much I like Phillips, so I wouldn't be against that in the slightest as as a, them the three. Obviously, Mount and Rice, there's, we talk, once again, we talk about connections, and although they're not the same team, they're best mates, um, which... You're just playing playing with your mates, like which goes a long way. And I think Phillips, um, I think he, he he sits in there as well. They all similar sort of age. I know we don't have that experience if Henderson's not there. Um, so when it gets in the hot, but as a first game, knowing that you've got a few more, um, yeah, I'd play I'd play Phillips. Phillips Rice with Mount just ahead. So we're going to go for Phillips as, as that final central midfielder. I would I would just say by the way that not not only you know I know it's the Saints podcast and that but not only would I have had Ward Prowse in squad but for get the game against Croatia I would have had him starting and that's and that's not you know some people will hear that and be like oh you know ridiculous but against the ball he after after Rice he is our best option he he gets about you saw it in the Romania game his stats don't lie either. He is immense off the ball. It covers so much ground. And I think next to Rice, who's holding a bit and is protecting the back four, you need someone who's kind of really busy. And I don't think without Henderson at full tilt, I think that's what we're missing a little bit. I think Bellingham could do it to an extent, but I think he's got more of an eye on getting forward and he might get caught out backwards. But then I did just say that Croatia in centre mid probably won't do much counter-attacking. So... Yeah, round round to full circle and uh, Calvin <laughs> Phillips, I guess. <laughs> okay, so after that little tangent, little detour, we're sticking with Phillips as we were before. Well, I'm going Ward Prowse, but it's not an option, Tom. 
<laughs> I wish it was an option, but there he is. There he is. So we've got the mid, we've got the midfield three, and now obviously earlier in the episode, Andy Goldman spoiled who was going to start up from. Sorry, guys. Well, we tried we tried to keep it under wraps, and <laughs> but unfortunately, it just slipped out. So who goes alongside? Well, either side, Harry Kane. Um, for me, Sterling doesn't start. <laughs> I'd love to. Um, I'd. I'd... I can see the panic now in Andy's eyes because he's now not got... He's clearly tried a, a bit of a cheat to get Foden, Mount and three more attackers in there. And now he's scrambling to figure out which one he's got to drop for Galvin Phillips. Such is, such is the Southgate way. Uh, we'll, we'll let Andy have time to get, get his thoughts together. Um, Sterling doesn't start based on form. Uh, this isn't a prediction for Southgate though because the, the other day I, I was um, stuck in a YouTube wormhole and I started watching the games that got us here the qualifiers and for England he was unplayable he was our best player but it's just where the Southgate thinks he can get that form back because some players don't do it for the club for ages get a little bit of a change of scenery go away start training well, and then all of a sudden they're the world beater that they were before. But I just don't think I've seen enough from Sterling this season to suggest that he's at that level. But he, he will play a part in this tournament. Absolutely. I just don't think he's necessarily going to start these group games. For me, I think Grealish has to start ahead of him. And that's not just me getting on the little bandwagon after the friendlies of, oh, Grealish winning all of these free kicks. Yeah. It's more of just he's a phenomenal player, and what, what, so, what type? What type of players? If, if you're going to like play both, you know, obviously the, the right and left wingers as they were, but the, you know they're probably not going to be wingers. Are you? Are you going to play two creative players? Are you going to play two speed merchants like when we played against Spain and Rashford and Kane and Sterling demolished them? Because this is one of the better sides. So it feels to me like if we're going to play with someone who's got a bit of pace to get in behind, you're going to play that player against Croatia rather than against a Scotland where, where they're going to have three at the back and they're going to be defending quite deep. That's when for me, the likes of Sterling Rashford Sancho probably don't play and you play more of a Foden Grealish. So I do think one of them will play um, in this game. And I know you, you say Grealish is, is, you know, obviously excellent. He, he probably played more minutes than anyone in those two friendlies. And I just wonder if he's going to be saved for like a Scotland game where we need to unlock this kind of rigid defence. Because for me, in this game, if you play Grealish, then you can't play Foden. Well, good job that I don't have Foden in my side for the starting 11. Sorted. Boom. So, OK, then. So, so, so Grealish over Foden for you. Greenish over Foden, and I've got Sancho on the other side. Okay, so you have gone with the one creative, one speedster. Yeah, speedster. Just yeah. okay. Is everyone is everyone else of that mindset, or has someone gone maverick with the two kind of number tens with Mount as well, and just playing a playing Foden, Grealish, and Mount? Ashley Dewey's got his hand up. You're going for for all three of those. Yeah, I mean. Honestly, I think it's so refreshing for an England side that we've finally got technically good players. Like, 
that are good with the ball. Like for how long have we just put in these speedsters that realistically weren't that great for us that we didn't, we couldn't really control the ball well. Um, And I mean, for me, Foden is the most exciting English player we have. Um, I, I highly, highly rate him. And I really like Jack Grealish as well. Um, And I think having a Sancho, having a Rashford, having a Sterling come off the bench, fully fit, like and fully fit, raring to go, would frighten the living daylights out of teams in the second half. So as Especially a star- an ageing the Croatia side as well. Exactly. They've just played 60, 70 minutes. Exactly. The options off the bench, there's, there's no doubt in how good the options off the bench are going to be either way. Yeah, it's just so how you play it tactically, isn't it? I think that's how I would, I'd play both of them kind of swapping sides occasionally, um, being, being a nuisance, drawing in the free kicks that Ward Prowse can put in the top bins. <laughs> what's what's interesting with that thought process is suddenly it becomes really fluid because you, you include Mount in that because he Definitely. can play out on the wider one. So all of a sudden you've got three players who can play number 10 and then you've got Mount and Grealish who can play and Foden who can play on the left. You know, Foden on the right, you know, maybe you know, Grealish probably go over there here and there, but he's predominantly on the left. So, it's it for me. It's whether you. It's whether you, because I, I, that might be a bit more of a chess match. I could see it maybe being nil nil for a while, and then you're you're kind of hoping that someone can unlock something, or like you said, you bring on one of those speedsters with twenty minutes to go to try and win you the game, or do you play a little bit of uh, one player who can kind of have a bit of a free role and come inside, and you've got someone who hugs the touchline because England predominantly play down the left-hand side because Mount gets involved over there. Rashford or Grealish or Sterling is over there. Kane will come in deep. You've obviously got Shaw, Chilwell is bombing down there. And we sort of play little patterns of play in that kind of left-wing position. And then that leaves a massive gap on the other side where you can maybe switch the ball and, and you've got Sancho or you've got Rashford or Sterling or even a Foden. Um, to advantage of that. So I, I just wonder, can Grealish and Mount play the same team as each other? Because they will up a lot of same positions. Foden is different. I, th- I think Grealish is more similar to Mount than he is to Foden because both are right-footed, both play off, the, uh, off that left flank, not flank, but left attacking midfield role. Both like to come into number 10 positions. Um, and I just wonder if... And both can play a little bit deeper, whereas I think Foden is much more inept to kind of dribbling in and around the box, playing those little one-twos, getting in behind. I, I agree with Ash. I think Foden has to be on the team sheet, um, as long as it's not Tom Murray's team sheet. But <laughs> I, I, I think he's he's turned up in many big games for City. Champions League, banging in the goals in semi-finals, quarter-finals. I think he's he could have that kind of Wayne Rooney 2004 like breakout young player. Um, I could do the same thing. There's something about Foden though where I think he he is a like a winner. 
Like he can, he can not only win us games, but he can win us big games. Um, and Croatia's the hardest test on paper in in, in this group. Andy, who, who have you got as your front three? Well, originally I had uh, my man um, Grealish, Sancho and Kane. However, after this discussion and the way the team's gone that we've picked, it has ever so slightly changed because I agree with you, um, Callum. I ha- I do. I just have to start Phil. I have to start Phil Foden in there because I think he is one of the foremost talents in this country. Hey, not just in this country, in, in, in the world football. And I agree, he just needs a big stage to explode on. This really could be it internationally. Um Thing is, with, with Sancho and Grealish, they 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 can swap left right. I've seen Sancho play on left and right, as I've seen Grealish play on left and right of midfield. Um, also, you got to bear in mind with your fullbacks as well. Carl Walker has pace going forward, right? So if you had someone ahead of him like Grealish, um, Grealish isn't as pacey as Sancho. Whereas Sancho can, if he was in front of Shaw, for example, that would make up for Shaw's perhaps lack of pace. So you've got to bear that in mind as well, you, you, what fullbacks you go, because it's very important you have someone that uh, does something different to you going forward, is right ahead of you. Um, but I would have to plonk Foden in there. I know Tom might disagree, but I would have to have Foden and Sancho either side of Kane. Um, it would be a slightly unfamiliar position for Phil Foden that, on, on, on a wing, if you like, or in a, you know, a very uh, side midfield role, but I just I have to put him in there. I really do. He's someone that can make things happen. Plus, pl- the good thing about bringing Grealish on as a sub, the amount of fouls he won in the last game against Romania. I mean, he won penalty. He won free kicks everywhere on the pitch. Um, and of course, without Jimmy Ward-Prowse, that's slightly uh, slightly you know, an un- unsung uh, unsung hero in that team. But I still think it's a great thing to have when you get lethargic in the 80th minute of the game, 80 minutes plus. Grealish would be a great player to bring on who could just draw fouls because people could be tired. They'll be sticking legs in. You've got someone like yeah. Grealish being all nimble. He'd be great to bring on, but I'd have to start Phil. I really would have to start Phil Foden. Andy, can I just ask you, first of all, is this now the universal side for like fluidity, switching positions <laughs> just, and all that jazz? That was my flip. That was my flip. It just looked like some sort of American gang sign, didn't it? <laughs> Don't worry. Gareth Southgate's just on the touchline. Just go like, guys, guys, come on. Say it. No one would know that what that means. But if I see that, I'm like, okay, I'll go, Gareth. I know what That's you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But you're you're right. Um, Grealish is. Uh, if I, I can just see it now. Typical England. We're losing in one of the knockout games. Yeah. We bring on Grealish just to draw some fouls, and we just hit all of them in row Z, row Z, one after the other. And we're just thinking, wow. If only we'd taken a good set piece. <laughs> I know. I was talking to a friend about this about Harry Kane and how of all the players that. Go on, go on, mate. Oh, sorry. Um, no, it's just I talked to a mate the other day. He's a Spurs fan about Kane and how I said, "Well, Kane's good at free kicks, isn't he? He, he hits a good free kick." Apparently, he doesn't. I mean, I, I don't really watch Spurs apart from when they play Arsenal. But apparently, Kane is not a very good free kick taker. We get him on target often, but he barely ever scores free kicks. And I was just looking at other players in that team, other than Mount. I can't really see a free kick taker, but Mount. You know, it's all seen that video of him saying top bins when he was about ten years old. So I think he's your man for that. So well, we'll miss JWP. I just, you know, there are other players that can do the job. Mm. <laughs> I, I was going to say something similar to you. Like in terms of our team on the pitch, I think I think that after War Prowse, who's not in the squad, in case you no one was aware, um, Trippier is probably your next best direct free kick taker. But I doubt he's going to play. Certainly, if we play a back four, so then you look at the team and you know. Is Harry Kane just going to pull rank? 
Does Mason Mount take a free kick? I know Phillips can take a free kick, but not not with the kind of consistency that perhaps or a trip. So suddenly it becomes yeah, very interesting when Grealish is t- getting those fouls. I do agree with you on the, on the idea of Grealish coming off the bench, though, because I do think, imagine if you're playing 70 minutes and you've had to deal with... Um, you had to deal with a, a, a Sancho or Rashford or, or Foden, something like that, and then and Grealish comes on, who you just can never get the ball off. I, I think I think that's frightening for for opposition um, defenders. One player we haven't talked about, and I think he'll start, is Marcus Rashford. Um, now he's his form's probably not as good as it was last season is still one of those kind of main men for Southgate and for England. He is quality. You know, we see it, although, although he didn't kind of produce, he scored the penalty against Romania, but even though he kind of didn't quite produce, he was always one touch away from kind of doing something against Romania. And in terms of those players who are quick, a lot of talk there is about Sancho. Obviously Sterling's done what he's done. But in terms of directness and running and getting into the box and taking players on, I think Rashford is our is our best option, usually on that left wing. So in this game, because I think we need someone to get in behind, I would play Foden off one side and Rashford off the other. Um, I'd play Foden on the right and Rashford on the left because then it, there's that synergy once again with the fullbacks. You've got Rashford is used to playing in front of Shaw. They know what each how each other works going forward and defensively. Same for Foden and Walker. So suddenly you've got that kind of, if Maguire plays, you've got that left centre-back, left back, left winger, all from Man United. You've got the right centre-back, right back, right winger, all from City. Um, you know, mm. If you play Chilwell in there, like we've said before, then there's that link up with Mount. And suddenly there are these kind of link-ups on the pitch. If uh, again, Spurs are not very good, so he's kind of out on his own up front there. But I, I just, I just think that's pretty important. And I think Foden, Foden on that Man City right hand side, and Rashford on that left hand side, the Man United side for this game is probably what I would go with. So we're, we're all agreed that Foden we're is going to. We've agreed on Foden, pretty. But who's going to go on that left side? Rashford is a good shout. He's a good shout. So we're really I, I, I'm worried about form. I'm worried about form, as Callum said. Well, there is one man for the job. So, so if we, <laughs> oh, Nathan Redmond, you're going to put on here. There he oh. is. Isn't he leaving? No, sorry, that's Bertrand. Um, Bertrand's leaving. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll take him away. Don't tease us. Don't tease us with that information. <laughs> um, right. So, so we've got a left winger to choose from. We've got Foden on the right, Kane up front, and then the. Contenders, the nominees are for England against Croatia, Jaden Sancho, uh, Marcus Rashford, and are we discounting Sterling? Is everyone like no? Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. For, me. not, for, yeah, me. not for me. Not for me. So, so we'll count him out to, for starting this game. Is if the English a quick lad? Ash Ash wants those four interchangeable guys. The thing is, with Grealish, he is not slow. 
He may not have the sprint speed of them, but I'd say the acceleration from from standing to he's quick. Gone. But I mean, I I mean, it's I am, more the way they play. It's more the kind of it's more the way they play that role for me. Ash, like Grealish will come in deep and it'll take the ball off foul in the third. Whereas I'm thinking against Croatia, we've got Foden who can maybe do that. But then have we got someone who's hugging the touchline, who's playing between the the right back and the right centre back, kind of on the last man? Because Kane's going to come in deep as well. And that's the other thing for me as well. Early in the season, I know. But Kane has a way of playing where he needs Son. And what's who's, who's the closest to a kind of... Son there that we've got who could Kane can drop in and then someone on their bike and getting in behind and Kane is brilliant at that and uh, for me it's Rashford although you know a Sancho I wouldn't be either. I just think will play that role in the same way I think looking at those front the thing is it if when you look at that front three and um, if we were to put Grealish in along with Foden and Mount then I think you've got three very similar players in behind Kane and you don't have someone, as you say, getting in behind none of those, those three players will be looking to create and not actually get in behind. Whereas if you have play a Rashford or a Sancho, you have then for someone who is going to make that pacey run in behind. Um, so I think because we do have Foden on that side, that counts out Grealish starting for me. And then it's Sancho or Rashford. And I would, I would, still be inclined to go with Sancho on that one. I don't know what you guys would think about that or, or if you're in the, in the Rashford camp. It's, it's interesting you saying sort of in terms of running in behind because I, I don't know if the, the, I'm explaining how I'm seeing it. Against a Scotland or against um, a Czech Republic, Mason Mount kind of like Gundogan does for Man City. Um, and Foden's really good at getting behind a deep line, like in and around the box. I'm just not sure at times Croatia are going to have the ball with the likes of Modric. So in terms of a counter-attacking and, and having a lot of space from behind, that's where I want a Sancho or a Rashford. Against Scotland, we'll get on to that, but I can see the reason for playing Mount Foden and Grealish because it's going to be tight and you're going to have to find those little gaps in and around the penalty area. Um, Sancho seems to have the form going into the final part of the season in terms of on a par with Richard I just think it seems he's on the incline as it gets towards the end of the season so maybe he's coming in to the Euros just at the right time although I wasn't that impressed with him again so who are we, who are we voting for then so if Ash, is your vote still with no, Grealish I mean, on this? I, I do like Grealish, um, but I think if we're going to narrow it down to Sancho and Rashford, um, I would have... If you would have asked me, it's funny, like 18 months ago, I thought Sancho was going to be our best thing for a long time. Um, but I, I think because I've just... I just don't watch German football. I just yeah. don't. I just don't know much about him. Um, and I do like Rashford, 
Um, and I think from what I've seen between the two of them, I was going to say about the Son role as well. Um, yeah. Because if, I think it was against Austria where it was Sterling out on the left and Kane's coming forward and Sterling, he just didn't have... We lost a lot in that third because... Kane had gone forward and Sterling hadn't gone into that attacking role, whereas yeah. Rashford would. Yeah, we played a lot of kind of. I think we had. I think it was Lingard, mate. Yeah, we had a lot of players that weren't. Yeah, like yeah, like half time. They're all saying, "How have we not done anything?" Yeah. And it's because everyone was coming to feet and no one was going in behind. And you, you're gonna you're gonna need that. So is your vote with Rashford then? If, Mine's if, Rashford. Yeah, for this for this game It's a long. Mine's long, Rashford. Long yeah. tournament. I'm on Rashford. Are you two Rashford or uh, or Sancho? I, I would agree with Andy? I would agree with Rashford on this on this occasion definitely. I think because also I think one thing we we might overlook as well, and it's just a very simple fact: goals. I mean, Kane is obviously our main goal scorer. That's a fact. That's nailed on. He'll, he'll probably score more goals than anyone in our team this summer. Um, but I look at that team, if you take Rashford out, I look at that team and think, OK, where else can goals come from? I mean, most of these players, Foden and Mount have probably scored more than um, anyone else. But again, you're only talking about sort of maybe 10. I don't know how many Mount's got this season, but it's probably just over 10, which might seem like a decent amount from midfield. And it is. But if you look at a Son-type role, Rashford scored more goals than uh, anyone else, including Jane Sancho this season. I think Rashford's got about 21 or two goals in all comps this season, which is pretty good going for someone who might not always play as an out-and-out striker. And I think Son, uh, the, the role of Son with Harry Kane is that he's not going to score as many goals as him in the season. That's just a fact. But he will contribute with a hefty amount. And um, I think Rashford is the closest thing we have to that. And, you know, this game especially, look at the team. And you don't have Rashford in that team. I wonder if Kane went off injured or something happened to him, where are our goals going to come from? And I think Rashford will feel that. So, Yeah, I think I think Mount's less than that. I think the Premier League, he's six goals, five assists, but I don't, I don't know about... I think he would have got just over 10 in all comps. Yeah, I know he yeah. scored a few in the Champions League, a few in the FA Cup or League Cup. So I think it was... But I wouldn't say for Chelsea... The thing with Mount is... He does a lot before the assist. So he yeah. tends to get a lot of pre-assists, shall we say. Um, it's the assist before the assist. Yeah. It will make the space, for Chelsea at least, it will put the ball into a box maybe to someone who will cut it back or put a cross in. Um, but no, I'd be, if that was the front six, if that was the six, I would be... I I wouldn't be disappointed with that that we've got there. Who, Tom, Tom, who was your who were you edging toward? I mean, Rashford three out of three so far. Going Rashford ahead of Sancho. I th- I think also if you look at that front six, if we had gone with Rash uh, with Sancho, sorry, there's only one player in that front six with any tournament experience. So suddenly putting Rashford in there it does feel a little bit more like a kind of a big time player we're putting mm. in there. You know, you've got Kane. You've also got Rashford, who was who was at that World Cup. Otherwise, it's a very very youthful, which isn't a bad thing. But it's just it's good to have someone who knows what it's all about. I think in Rashford, would you have made it a full house on Rashford? Um, I think Tom, I've been. Yeah, I think I was thinking Sancho, but I think you've you've swung me in terms of got pre got big tournament experience. Um, 
and I think he can provide. He has probably really good chemistry with with, with Kane. I think it would work really quite well for me. The the really difficult decision now is who the hell do we have next to John Stones at centre back? We've left that yeah, till the last. That's the only the only decision left. By the way, imagine if Jaden Sancho comes on off the bench as well. Like that's, that's Sterling, Sancho, Grealish. Yeah, like, our, our bench is Saka. You just had to you had to ruin it there, Andy. You had to ruin it. Let it Hey, if Saka's going to play any game, by the way, I don't think he'll play very many. Minutes. It's going to be Czech Republic when we've already <laughs> won the first two games. Well, yeah, I mean that's a valid point, but I just wonder if he might come on against Croatia. I don't think he'll start, but if you want a winger who's going to do that James Milner role a little bit and protect, help you protect a lead or or kind of protect their fullback, I think that's when Saka comes into the equation. Um, but there's just too much strength going forward. No, I agree. To I think play Bukayo Saka, isn't it? Saka is a chameleon, and he's put that. I think that this is the reason that he actually got on the plane is because he can play left wing back, left back, left mid. He could even play as a centre mid if he really wants to do it, like a cam roll. He could easily do that. He's a man of. Can he talents. play left centre back? <laughs> <laughs> Most importantly, who we go with about this that then? one? Let's get no. let's get a name from everyone. Um, flat back four next to Shaw and next to Stones and Walker. Tom, Ben White. Give us a name. Ben White. Ash. <laughs> well, it's, it's Maguire if he's fit. So if we're saying he's not fit, then yeah, no ben Maguire. Ben, ben White, White as well. It's two for Ben White. Andy looks <sighs> astonished at the amount. Not of astonished. Ben White I just I don't I just them. don't see it yet. He's very very young, very young. And Tyrone Mings just has the edge on experience. I know he's. Um, I know he's prone to an error or two, but I just, I don't know. If I get outvoted, I get outvoted and Ben White, fair play to you. But let's not forget, Gareth originally did not pick this lad. He did not pick him. Um, I, don't, I don't think he'll reason for that. I don't think he'll start him. I mean, it's good. it'll be weird to, to name 26 players ahead of Ben White, mm. then get an injury, bring him in at the 11th hour. And the first game he's playing, but yeah. we've seen it before. I mean, Trevor Sinclair at 2002 it's World happened. Cup was 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 first choice left midfielder after after half an hour in the first game. Like he, you know, he he had a big part to play, and he was on his way back home from from Japan and Korea, wasn't he? So it can happen. Um, who, who's your name, Andy? Who you Mings. put in there? Mings, just purely for the experience, and I think he's at this stage in their careers, he's probably a better. Uh, better centre back. Oh, this is tough, man, isn't it? Because I, I think Mings will probably play there. I just think I think Ben White is a is a more solid, like trustworthy player. Like I'd feel less worried. It's weird because he's only played two games, but I'd feel less worried about our chances if Ben White was playing there than if Mings was playing there. But you can't forget um, as well, it's almost like the Ben Johnson, uh, the, the Sam Johnson effect, that because maybe at, with Brighton he was susceptible to have to defend more than Mings. Because obviously Villa had, a, especially at the start of the season, fantastic starts of the season. I know they dipped off at the end, but Brighton defence are much more likely to undergo severe attacking pressure than your Villa defence. And it might, again, that does often make players look ever slightly better than they are. Not discounting Ben White as a player, I think he's, I think he's class, especially at Leeds. When he had that Le- Leeds loan spell, he was. Unbelievable in the championship. I think Leeds were foolish enough to try and sign him, I don't know if they did or not. But 
Um, but I'm just I'm just saying perhaps he's made been made to look ever slightly better than he is. At he, far. he also he also plays in a three, doesn't he? So on on that basis, if we're going to play a back four, despite the fact that I think he's shit, I would <laughs> still and that says that shows where we are with this yeah. strength and depth at centre back. I think I would have to go Mings in the hope that he would learn from his mistakes in those friendlies and. He's got the attributes to replace Maguire. I'd be playing Mings in this game with my fingers crossed that Maguire was close to being ready. Um, so really, it's about whoever feels strongly, most strongly about this, because that's that's two and two. We're, we've ruled out Cody Bless him. and Saka. <laughs> <laughs> Saka at centre-back could be a sight, but no. not, not, not Is, it, is anyone... Mass- I suppose me and... Me and Andy have said that we like White. We're just saying it's too soon. Uh, Tom and Ash, are you massively against Ming's playing? No. uh, To me, I mean, it's going to be... Whoever it is, they're going to be targeted. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I, I don't mind swapping to Ming's. I've got no real affinity towards... I'd still have Tamori in. Just I was just about to say, let's not go on a tangent, but <laughs> it makes it even weirder that Tamori's not even in the in the thirty-three. Um, um, but right, let's I'd, let's I'd, go with Mings then Mings, and cross so our fingers because look at that front three and front four if we include Mount because we'd be playing a a, a two holding really in this, wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. The fact that we're playing two holding protects Mings a little bit. That's right. And then That's I'm hoping good point. what what and then I'm hoping what happens is the ball's coming in from wide and you're kind of banking on him to win those headers. Although his his positioning against Romania, did you see it when they crossed in near post and that guy had a free header, kind of flicked it past the post and you thought, Where's Mings? And he was stood about a foot in front of Ben White in the middle of the goal. And I thought, <laughs> Where the fuck are you playing, mate? Like <laughs> like you should be in that Ash will love this, the, the John Terry position, right in the front of that six yard box. 100%. Yeah, so uh, hopefully someone someone gets into him and he um, he's got pace, he's airily good, and I think if we don't play back three, we'll play two blokes protecting him. If it, if it means anything, he looks like a centre half. Ben White, I don't think looks like a centre half. Mings, good looking, good looking man, Ben White. He looks like a centre half. Like you wouldn't want to go up against him. You'd be, I mean, I think, I mean, how tall is he compared to? White oh, as well. He's yeah. about eight foot. He's a bit of a shit house. Um, <laughs> so he can, if all else fails, legally bully someone. Unlike the uh, what was it, the Austria one? Was it Romania where you just floored him for absolutely? Yeah, you're hoping you're hoping that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, like people will try and bounce off him or will bounce off him. So yeah, go for just it, a, just a side note as well. It, Massive threat in the box for any set pieces as well at the other end. You know, yeah. there may be, maybe Ben Isn't... White doesn't give you as obviously as when someone like like Mings comes forward. But essentially what we're saying is this is a stopgap to try and get mm. Maguire fit. There's, um, no, there's no point in him going up for set pieces anyway if you don't have a decent set piece taker to... But we'd be, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with that team. Question marks over the left centre back, no matter who we put in, with in Maguire's absence. 
But for Croatia, I think I think that's tactically about as strong as you get. You've got two fullbacks who can defend. You've got two holding midfielders, so those fullbacks can then bomb on, maybe one at a time. Guys coming in off the wings, Kane up front, obviously, Rice mopping up, and then Mount almost in that free number 10 role. I, I think, um, yeah, I think that's more than good enough to get the job done. Just, just a quick last thing then before we wrap it up. We obviously have two other games in the group, and then, you know, potentially after that, we could be playing some big guns. Do you make any changes to that system and that personnel if, if you know, regardless of the result against Croatia, if we come up against Scotland or a Czech Republic, for you, do you see us playing more of a similar team for the Scotland and Czech Republic games, for instance, than we would in this? Because I almost feel like this might not be our best 11, but it's the 11 to do a job against a good team. The other two games, I feel like we're going to be on the front foot, playing in their half, you know, 60, 70% possession, maybe yeah, maybe get counterattacked on a little bit. You know, d- does anything come into your thinking? Grealish, we spoke about before. I think you're being a bit unfair on Czech Republic. Okay. Because I think they could be decent enough sides. Um, I think, and I think they're more similar to Croatia than Scotland. In terms of player types, um, I think for Scotland, uh, we may go a bit more maybe brute force. So Henderson comes in for that. Or um, Bellingham. Yeah, like I just think we'll have more changes. Depend- also, I mean, after two games, it also if we need a win, we're not going to go... To, to hold in. So I think yeah. it's... And what happens if, if Kane gets injured in the first game? Like, I know we can talk about, like, about it like that. Like, we, we don't know. But I think that the Croatian-Czech Republic game will be fairly similar in terms... If the result is necessary in all the games and there's no dead rubber, uh, I, and then the Scotland one will be slightly different. So do you think that Scotland, are you saying, Ash, that Scotland are quite clearly the weakest team in this group? Yeah. Okay, so so Czech Republic will be a bigger test, you know, providing it's not all over yeah. and done with for anyone by that point. That's fair enough then. So in that case then, how would your team, so you maybe play a similar team for Croatia and Czech Republic, which works quite nicely because they, they kind of sandwich that Scotland game in between so you can have a little bit of rotation. Do you um, change the fullbacks for that? Yeah, for that I game? think so. I I think maybe um, it, I wouldn't be surprised actually if the right back was a different right back in every match. I could see Trippier playing in the game against Scotland. Yeah, exactly. And I can see James. Then I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me um, against Scotland. Maybe I'll give uh, Saka a. Uh, Five-minute cameo at the end, just, okay. just, just to be <laughs> well, nice. Chilwell could come in, maybe more attacking-minded in terms of the full-backs. Maybe, certainly only playing one holding midfielder. Um, Andy, you agreeing with that? Maybe taking out... You don't need Phillips and Rice against the Scotland. Maybe against the Czech Republic, if you're fighting up against the likes of you know, Suchek and, and 
I'm, I'm not going to you know say that I know loads and loads about Czechoslovakian football. I don't. I know there's a couple of good lads at West Ham. That's about it. But um, and and I think Milan Bor- uh, Milan Barosh is just about retired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hung around for a while. I, I think we're going to play. Royce is going to play pretty much every game we need him to, if he's fit. Would you maybe bring in a Belling- Bellingham, or is that too big a match? You know, the kind of the Scotland game. Yeah, you go with a, a Henderson or. Something it's a like monster that. game, and Henderson. I think I'd start Henderson. I'd put Grealish in there as well because, again, the Scots are going to be kicking the crap out of us. They will. I mean, you know, my only issue with Scotland, their midfield is actually quite a. They've got a little midfield. They've got the likes Very. of John Fleck. They've got, they've got some small guy. Apart from they've got McTominay as well, but they've got some they've got some smaller players in there, which is why I yeah, think McGinn you, you as wouldn't well. need. Yeah, exactly. John McGinn. Yeah, absolutely. Quite a small midfield. You don't usually associate that with Scotland. You show big, big, big fellows. You know, your Scott Browns. Uh, obviously, he's not going. So, you know, I would, I would sort of, you know, equal that out a bit with the likes of uh, Greenish. But I would have Henderson in there as well, just to um, uh, make sure there's no um, uh, shenanigans going on in the midfield. I think you could, you know, stretch to stretch to put him in there. Even though I haven't rated him particularly this season. Though he's had his injury problems, but I hated what he did with the penalty in the last uh, friendly. I thought that was um, pulling rank and it was uh, ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I think I think Reese James is a great shout actually for a Scotland game as well. Um, again, offers something different, and I think you know if, you, if you're putting him, if you're putting him in, in the mix for a corner, for example, <laughs> I think he could absolutely run rings around um, the Scotland defence. So uh, yeah, I think Scotland, it, it's both the game to experiment and not because if it was anyone else, if it was if it was this, that Scotland team but not Scotland, I'd say experiment, but. We can't forget what this game means to both fans and indeed Scotland because they're not expected to go through. So they will just go balls to the wall and just absolutely go for it as they should. So we, we have to be really careful we, that Gareth doesn't just, you know, think, oh, I'll give you a run out. I'll give you a run out. You know, it's, it can't be Being like at Wembley as well. Exactly. Tension will be high. I it's think a it's big a big game. It's probably it's our biggest game group. of the, even though our group is tough with the likes of uh, Croatia and Czech Republic, this is our toughest game just purely on the spectacle level, I think. I'll be, I'm more nervous for that than the other games. It's a bit like the Wales game in the uh, in the Euro 2016. They, obviously, at that point, we weren't sure what they were going to do. And obviously, they went far further than us in the competition. But it was a game that we thought, yeah, we should be able to beat Wales. And it took a lot. We had to come from behind and score in the last minute to win that one. So anything can happen. I think it's a real... I think it's a, tough, it's a tough group. And there's so many stories in there because you're obviously... You're playing Croatia, who we don't have a good record against, you know, including that World Cup. Then you've got the Czech Republic, who, you know, you'd think actually that's probably, when it was drawn, that's probably the best we could ask for from the sort of third seeds. But as Ash has said, that they're vastly improving and they've beaten us recently. And then just when every other group has kind of got a playoff winner or some minnow like Macedonia, who's kind of found their way into the groups. We've got one of them, but it happens to be the old foe who are going to play out of their skin against mm. us more than anyone else. So it makes every game difficult. Um, I I just, I want to ask well, just a couple of questions. Um, first for Andy with his Arsenal head on. And then a second for you, Tom, with, with the Saints head. Andy, I know we've kind of laughed about it and said they might not be used, but for Scotland, I think that their main strength obviously is that left-hand side because they've got Tierney. They play three at the back, but they've got Tierney as that kind of third centre-back on the left. 
and then Robertson as a left wing back. So, and arguably, you could say they're the, the best two players that they've got. And a lot of what they do comes down that side. So, England are going to have to be switched on on the right hand side. So, if we did play someone like a, a Reese James over a Trippier, because we know defensively they're good, would you say to almost track the likes of Tierney and to, to try and double up on Robertson? You know, do you, do you bring someone like Saka into that Scotland game when he's probably not going to play any other games? But in terms of their strength being their left-hand side, you know, have England got to be slightly wary of that? Absolutely, because as you mentioned, they are their two best players, those fullbacks. It's very rare, actually, two fullbacks are a team's best players. Usually it's a talisman or a number 10. It's very strange that two of your best players, the most known players are fullbacks. It's difficult. So and I can never, I can never remember. Well, both the same yeah, position. <laughs> absolutely. And I can, I, I can never remember uh, an occasion where uh, any, any fullback right or left had to be man marked in a game before. Usually you have to, what, one player is having to man mark, a, you know, a number 10 or a number nine. Uh, but I think that might almost have to be done with this one. It's very strange because, you know, it's a weird set of circumstances whereby as well, someone like Saka would know Tierney, um, but would he know, um, Robertson that well. I don't. The truth is, I don't know that one because I have no idea how Scotland would line up because both players are so similar, Robertson and Tierney. I don't know how they would coexist. I haven't watched much of Scotland uh, Scotland's games recently, so I don't know how they coexist. If it, if it's a good coexistence, then I would have someone on them at all times. But then you might be leading Land Slaughter because those two are tough, tough, tough blokes, especially Tierney, who I just I rate so highly. And he, he, he is a bit of a, an old school player. He doesn't do it for the frills or the, or the he's, he's in it to win it. And um, I don't know, it's a, tr- it's a tricky one. I don't know. I don't know if I, if, if I started Saka, that would be a purely heart-based yeah. decision. And I'm not sure I <laughs> throw him to the wolves. I think Tierney plays, plays on the left of a three at the back, but he gets forward a lot, kind of underlapping and overlapping the wing back, who's Robert. players with that problem by playing Foden or Rashford or Sterling or Sancho or Grealish or any of those players and then Tierney thinking actually maybe I shouldn't gallivant and, and get up the pitch because you know I've got to deal with with England's attacking threat um Tom for the Scotland game a couple of familiar faces for Saints fans um Chay McAdams playing up front uh, from the Highlands, I believe originally, Che McAdams. He's he's come in. He seems to be their main man. I, I think words. I'd I'd back him quiet-ish. We've seen what he can be like. If he gets a goal in the Czech Republic game, then we might have to worry because he's a massive confidence player and, and he gets his goals in spouts. The main one I'd be worried about is Stuart Armstrong. And we've talked about how we just play Rice and then may, maybe play a more forward sort of playing uh, midfield. Is there an argument that you might need to be a little bit pragmatic because they'll sit back Scotland, but then they'll try and counter us with Robertson, maybe, maybe Tierney, but certainly in terms of carrying the ball and, and getting through the lines, Armstrong, Would you still just stick with Rice and, and a box-to-box guy or would you maybe say, you know what, Phillips should play there or, or at least a Henderson who's got 
you know, switched on a bit more than maybe a Bellingham. Yeah, I think I, I'd have to. I think that we shouldn't underestimate the the players that Scotland have because, as a team, they may not be the best, but they've got some really good individuals. As Andy said, you know, the likes of Robertson and Tierney on the left side, but. Armstrong, ridiculously good dribbler, can carry the ball forward, can carry the ball forward well and at pace. Um, very tricky player. He's a stranger, sort of an unorthodox inside forward. Um, and obviously with Shea Adams, sorry, Shea McAdams up front, uh, if he does score against the Czech Republic and he is in form and he's confident, then that's a really tricky player. And he, he, I actually want to say McAdams there just uh, just as normal, but he is a physical, <laughs> he's a physical striker. He's a big lad. And we, you know, Mings and Stones would probably have to be careful about it. Let's not forget that Adams scored twice for Saints at Man City um, in the, I know it finished 5-2, but of, and his goal was just slightly offside the second one, but he's already, he got two past John Stones in that game. Um, so it's not like he, he can't get the better of the English defence and he's going to be fully pumped to score against England as well as all of the Scottish players are. So they've got some, they've got some good players. They've got some really good players. And I think England would be foolish to think this is just a, a game that we can experiment as, as Andy said. So yeah, it's a tricky group. Um, I'm almost looking forward to seeing how Armstrong and Adams do from a Saints perspective in the tournament. Cause if we can get, Armstrong, we already know, is a quality, quality player. But if Adam's going to have a great tournament, then uh, from a Saints point of view, hopefully he can start the next season in that sort of form as well. Yeah, from a selfish point of view. You mentioned how, how Scotland probably line up. In, but I think that's probably where they have got Premier League players in there. They've got McGinn, they've got McTominay, Armstrong. Um, you know, Ashwell, I'm sure wax lyrical about Billy Gilmore and, and what he could do. So me in this kind of derby match, we need some battlers in there. Rice will do it. Henderson will get involved. War Prowse isn't there. Um, but are, are you are you of a different opinion, Ash? In is it as simple as saying, look, if we just throw our attacking plan, we're, we're teaming them, they just won't be able to handle us, and we can just outscore them easily. I don't think we'll be able. To, I don't think we'll, we'll we'll beat them comfortably. I don't think, um, but I think we have to back our ability more than worrying about opposition. I think realistically, we will dictate the play, um, and I just think that comes with the players that we have are used to being in teams where they dictate play, um, whereas. So I just I think we go out and play our game, and so I wouldn't. Obviously, you need to be wary of some things. Obviously, this, the Scots team majority play in England, so a lot of the players will know how they play anyway. But back ourselves and we'll go all the way. <laughs> Is it um, <laughs> just just one last thing, guys? Uh, we're obviously we touch Czech Republic. Whatever we're saying, Croatia is going to be the hardest game that we've got. Do you aim to play the same centre-back pairing for every single one of those group games, so long as we need something from them? It's not like a Belgium game where we're already through. Do you do you play the same 
centre back pairing, or or does it completely depend on how they do? You know, if 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 Tyrone Mings starts and he has a Rob Green moment in the first game of the World Cup, he has one of those a howler, and then he kind of has to come out and we have to try someone else. Do you are you are you sort of saying to him, here's the shirt at least until Maguire comes back, it's yours to lose. You know, you play carry on if you don't we got a couple of players waiting in the wings. Is it as simple as that? No, because I Would think... Would you rotate? Well, I think, first of all, if Mings has a Rob Green moment, then and he's actually gone down to try and pick the ball up as a defender, then we're <laughs> in a lot of trouble. Um, but I get I get, yeah. I get, what you mean. Um, no, Te- I don't... Technically, it wouldn't be handball, though, because uh, if he misses it... <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is true. That is true. But do they class it as intent now? Um, I, think, I think Mings uh, would be... Uh, silly to think that you know if Maguire is fit that he can keep him out the side but that would just make him play better if he wants to keep hold of the shirt because he's going to know that as soon as Maguire is ready to rock and roll then he's probably going to come back into the side so what I'd say to to Mings is just you're you're the centre-back you're starting play and we'll, we'll go from there to be honest In agreement with that, lads, or are you? Are you? Yeah, you know, no. So I, I am. Um, I a chance of playing a different centre back in each of those games. I'd say we want to build a partnership up, and I mean, say Mings plays fantastically well, we get three clean sheets. Stones and Mings have been so good. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to risk. Then it's coming home, right? <laughs> but you, you won't, you won't want <laughs> to risk Maguire if they're playing that well. Um, so I want, to, I want partnerships to be built uh, in these key key areas, especially centre half. So I would play the same too. Andy. I totally agree I'm, with I'm really... I, I, I'm a firm believer in football, especially if it's not broke, don't fix it. I, I don't see any reason why if, if something's going well that you change it for the sake of variety. I don't think that's the way to win a tournament. You win a tournament through um, you know, consistency and uh, playing the same way throughout. Of course, you can you can chop and change certain tactical decisions for certain opponents, but I don't believe you should just overhaul your squad because of uh, uh, the sake of variety and keeping everyone happy. If Mings was to have an absolute disaster, or Stones, it, we, we're, we're saying that Mings is the likeliest to have a, an error-strewn uh, tournament here, and that might well be true, but you can't discount anyone else. Yeah, we've seen great players in the past have a, a bit of a stinker in certain tournaments, England and you know other nations as well. He could end up being our MVP, and Stones could be the one that's uh, costing us goals left, right, sense you just don't know and so I think it's it'll be foolish for us to say that oh yeah we'll play this way throughout the group stages and then change it when we get to the knockout it's totally it's totally we can't know until we're there um and yeah until Maguire is fit and, and healthy I think we'll have a look but if if Mings is keeping those clean sheets with John Stones there's absolutely no reason why he should just walk into the squad just because he's Harry Maguire it doesn't I, I don't think you can win a tournament like that and what you're t- saying to the rest of your squad players if there's someone in the wings that's injured and waiting to come back, if they're playing really well, oh yeah, but your spot's going to go to him when he's back fit. What kind of what, what's that doing for morale? That would that would piss me off as a player. So I think if it's not broke, don't fix it. And you know, we'll see see where we are in a few games time. 
How dare you slander John Stones, who has more goals at major international competitions than Wayne Rooney? How dare you? Those two goals against, was it Panama he scored against? Yeah, both in the first half. Yeah. Both in wow, the first half. Against Panama. Yeah, love it. Oh, dear. I'll tell you what, it'll be interesting to see what your thoughts are. It'll be interesting to see what your thoughts are if Mings and Stones play well against Kramerich and Che McAdams and whoever's up front for Czech Republic. And then we get through France in the last 16 and Maguire's available against uh, against Mbappe and Griezmann and, and co. It'll be interesting to see if you if you guys hold such a firm um, firm belief in Tyrone Mings or whoever else might play. Um, but yeah, that that's that's the group we think about and obviously we'll, we'll do after the group stage we'll do a video where we're where we'll look ahead to to those big games because I'm sure there'll be a whole different team by that point. Ashley, you're going to say something quickly. I was going to say we we talk about Maguire like he's Van Dyke, <laughs> yeah, like best centre halves in the world level. He's not. He's not that good, but he's the best that on paper I suppose <laughs> we've got. But he's not the best himself. God, he fucking is though, isn't he? <laughs> that's 80 million pounds worth of defender right there <laughs> but guys thank you very much uh, for joining us this evening obviously we tried to see if we could get this episode to be maybe half an hour 45 minutes long and an hour and a half later it's uh it's <laughs> gone on longer than we anticipated but no, it's, I'm looking forward to the Euros. It's going to be exciting. And this is when, after picking what we think is a pretty, a pretty stable first 11, uh, he's going to get Southgate is just going to throw us an absolute curveball. And uh, Sam Johnston starts up front against Croatia. So um, it's yeah. going to be, after all that, it's going to be, uh, after all that, it's going to be, you gone. we've, um, yeah, as you say, Tom, we always say, oh, let's try and keep this down to a minimum. But with uh, going in two-footed, that's what it's all about. We're just, uh, just four blokes sat having a chat about football. And when you're on the eve of the Euros, there is plenty to talk about. Um, <laughs> Hello? <laughs> uh, I froze then. Just yeah, it froze, it froze a little bit there. I think Callum was Callum was trying to make an early exit there. So <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, uh, obviously we're going to be doing quite a lot of content throughout the Euros. So if you want to find the podcast on Twitter, you can find it at under underscore Saints. You can find Andy. Andy, what's your handle now? Oh Christ, he, he caught me out of guard because I totally forgot my handle last time. I believe the top of my head is Andy Goldman ten. Uh, don't forget the ten. Ash ten. Where can we find you? It's uh, at Ash Dewig. And as always, you can find me at T214Murray. And Callum, where can we find you? You can find me uh, at Callum Wilson21. Thanks very much for listening. This has been a long... And cut. And cut.